perfecting is the wrong word. We spent a lot of time efficientizing our craft. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is efficientizing a word? No, absolutely not. No, it should be. <laughs> what is up, over inspectors? Today, over inspected. We have a special, special episode for you. You might be able to tell from the date of this upload, but we're doing a little Thanksgiving special today. You're gonna be with us, of course, the hosts of the Overinspected Podcast. I am Michael Chai. Beside me, I have Manu and Carrie as the co-hosts of Overinspected. Hello. <laughs> Guys, hey this is gonna be a very special episode today. But before we get started, I wanted to make sure that I point out that guys wait for it we uh, are indeed confirmed beyond a shadow of the doubt second best the greatest speaking podcast in the world <laughs> hey, oh and you know what, and you know what? i'm, I'm, th- I'm very thankful for that i'm thankful yes for the fact that we're the best in the universe in the, in the galaxy this is confirmed by Neg- neil degrasse tyson so, oh yeah true i was talking to him yesterday actually. yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah it's neil, neil listens to this mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm totally. All confirming the fault of our stars. And... All right. Well, that so... was a different guy. That, that was John Green. Oh, right. It was I mean, John yeah. Green. Oh, I've it actually met John, John Green, Green, which is, I'm also thankful for uh, the Green brothers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I do know that one of the Green brothers got cancer and is in remission yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's I think it was Hodgkin's awesome. lymphoma or something. That sounds right. I, yeah. so. I was which... going to say, I, I really like his shorts. His shorts are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but kind I, of to uh, to kind of to get started on the podcast today. Oh, 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 it's John oh Green, yeah. wait a second, hold on. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Yo, well, Carrie, well, you're a VIP in everything. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I feel like this was just a VidCon, so like hundreds of people got photos with John Green. Yeah, still, dude. But so yeah, if you're a listener, he, if you're a listener, Carrie just put up a photo of him and John Green at VidCon. <laughs> it's like yeah candid too yeah i, I know yeah but I, I think it's like a testament to kind of how nice of a person john green is that you know despite all the youtube fame like and book writing fame he's still down to earth and has casual conversations with even people like me who just show up to his panel that's, i mean you could say cool. that pretty cool yeah you could say that that's something to be thankful for carrie right yeah i was gonna say i'm very grateful mm-hmm. that he does that I guess, okay, people can probably tell what the segue is. (laughs) So to kind of get on the theme of, you know, what's the entire purpose of a Thanksgiving episode, right? So obviously, it's a a U.S.-centric holiday. Not everyone celebrates it. But the the purpose of the holiday in general right now, as of, you know, the current day how people celebrate it is, you know, provide what they're thankful for in their life, in everything that they do. Um, And then something that I always find particularly interesting is that, especially for U.S. people, we tend to leave that sentiment too often for one day of the year, and we don't share enough of that, honestly, in what should be a daily basis. Think about the last time that you just told someone for no good reason that, hey, I appreciate everything that you do, and thank you for being here. And I just think that we, as a population, don't do that enough. So, this podcast is dedicated to that. It's a public service announcement for you and all the listeners. 
to tell people every day that you are thankful for them. But we are going to talk about what we're thankful about in cubing and maybe not in cubing. Um, as Kerry mentioned, he's already thankful for famous people being nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, down to earth, but yes. Yes, very down to earth. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'll, I think... I'll spin off that. Um, I'm thankful. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's start with the thankful and cubing things. I'm thankful for the cubing community being so welcoming. Um, because very easily, the community could have been like, oh, you aren't a sub-10 solver? Oh, we don't really care about you. You know, you, you can't have fun. We're just gonna like exile you rather than but what the community currently is it's very welcoming and inviting to everyone um we were at a competition this last weekend and on friday the friday before the competition we saw like this kid in the mexican restaurant and he was just solving like the super floppy and then so china oh, yeah. are, like, are like oh like do you do you like solve and whatnot and he's like yeah i, I saw like you should go to this competition it's, it's coming up um, and he's like, oh, I can't go. I'm only a minute solver. And we're like, no, that's the wrong mindset. Like, it doesn't matter that's, if you're a minute solver. Yeah. Like, because there are other minute solvers there. And there are other people who are just getting started. Um, it's a good way to, like, make friends and stuff. And I think if I had that mindset, like, oh, like, I, I'm like a, I'm a one minute solver. I'm a 30 second solver. I shouldn't go to competition. I wouldn't have become part of the community. So I'm very thankful that the uh, community is so opening. It's so open, rather. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, elitism is not what we want in cubing. We want everyone to feel like this is a community they can frolic and, you know, meet new people regardless of their speed. Um, I think, you know, the only thing that ties us all together is that we love Rubik's Cubes. So there's there's no barrier to entry. Which, you know, as, as an adult, is a little bit odd to say. It's like it's a little bit odd, yeah, for sure. Oh, I think yeah. What was uh so the uh, like I said during this past weekend, as of this recording, right? So I was watching like the YB Cube documentary again. Oh well, yeah, and then it was Drew Brad's mom just being so flustered and confused by why are all these college kids so interested in this? <laughs> well, I feel like. Uh, before like tons of kids got into cubing the rubik's cube was sort of seen as like a symbol of like like really i guess either high iq or like you know math nerdy college level people like i think only recently has it got a more connotation of being a kid's toy but anyway this is i guess a little off topic because you know it is thanksgiving season and yeah yeah no i mean it's it's been great i think uh to sort of spin off of what you guys are saying with how the community has been so welcoming i'm thankful for you know being included in the part of the community early on i feel like i'm not really sure i can't really say for certain but i joined the community more so as an adult so i didn't go to competitions until i was in college but i definitely upon reflection had some serious flaws in my social skills <laughs> and to a certain extent you know they've definitely gotten better but i felt like the cubing community was like a safe space for me to sort of like embrace whatever social flaws that i had i think more people than not in the cubing space have a lot of social insecurities and shortcomings and we sort of band together around that and 
just get to know each other in our own like unique ways and through that we're able to develop our you know social skills and it's weird to say that even as an adult but that's definitely something that i've come to appreciate a lot because for me uh, some of the biggest like growth that i've had since starting college was like my social capabilities mm -hmm. which sounds a little <clears throat> psychopathic <laughs> to an extent to be so objective about it but the cuban community played a large part in that as well to just kind of find like a safe place for me to assimilate and just kind of be myself um yeah. not yeah, really definitely. too many places like that yeah yeah i feel like um there's nothing psychopathic about that and i also feel like um if you imagine other places where people socialize like let's say you go to a bar or like a football game or something it feels like uh maybe it feels a little more intimidating because you're almost like being judged by like how smooth you talk or something but i feel like you know having a a similar interest right off the bat makes it so that like you can you don't have to worry about like how you're presenting you, you you're focusing more on the shared common ground which is like cubing um yeah so yeah and yeah, also like totally. yeah <laughs> i mean so I, I think a while ago some of my friends were talking about this about how it's really difficult to make friends as an adult right and i think when i when i came to college i mentioned this before but when i first came to college as a freshman i didn't know anyone at berkeley so mm -hmm. i definitely would have ended up as a guy who had like maybe like one or two friends but because of berkeley cube club and just the fact that like the cube was there as the cube and cubing were, were there as like uh just things to talk about um excuses for us to get together i think that that helped a lot and i think like the majority of my friends now are from that cubing environment so i'm very thankful yeah yeah i think excuses to hang out is like a really good way to phrase it because like you know if someone just like constantly asks like can we hang out can we hang out it it, it can seem i mean it, it shouldn't have to seem desperate but it does feel a little desperate but like when you have a reason like oh we're all coming to this competition it's like i don't know it just feels like um it lowers the barrier i already said lowers the barrier to entry but like like there's just no pressure to come to a competition and be yourself because yeah. you know that like yeah. they're 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 showing up by choice and you're showing up by choice it's a very opt-in activity yeah yeah there's another yeah. interesting thing that actually as of recording it just happened um, but one of my coworkers is also a cuber, so he was he was a cuber at Berkeley, um, and it turns out he was also the world champion um, at FMC from 2013. So he and I on Sunday, so it's yesterday, we got together and he gave me some FMC coaching, and then through that we you know we we like talked together a lot more, and then we we both agreed like yeah we should like continue doing like FMC together. And just like trying to like help each other like find better skeletons and better solutions and whatnot. So and I'm fine leaking this because at the time that this comes out, um, multi Mountain View multi madness is going on. So you know, like that that that's why I'm I'm doing this whole like training arc for FMC. It's all for Mountain View multi madness. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. also technically doxed him. You're like, oh, the national champion of FMC in 2013. I wonder oh. who that might be. Well, that's I, I guess you can look it up. But I mean, that that like, stuff is public anyway. So yeah, it's it's all public. Wait, who who is? Well, actually, I'm, I still don't know who it is. Uh, he's a, he's a pretty old cuber. He the last time he went to a competition was 2017. But his name is Steven. Steven mm -hmm. Shu. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess there there are cubers you know that I don't know, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't know that he was a cuber until like several months after I started my job, and then I randomly mentioned that I went to a competition or was doing some cubing or something. He's like, "Wait a second, he was like, I'm a cuber." I know he was like, <laughs> uh, "This reignites an old repressed memory in my brain." Yeah, basically. It was like when I met Edison Park too. He was like, "Oh, I haven't thought mm -hmm. about cubing in over a decade." Like, I, I tried showing him like Rue OH with table views, and he was like, "They didn't invent one? that in my time." <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not um, sure if it's going to be called like a renaissance, but I do believe that you know there will be some cubers that you know quit and come back. I think there is going to be a component to that. More people than we think. There was a lot of people that quit cubing. A lot of it was the pandemic, but I mm -hmm. think we're going to see a lot of returning faces because of what the community can provide really. So it'll be very interesting to see. That's just like a, a hunch of mine. Yeah. Either that yeah. or it'll be like the second generation of cubers, which I think is going to be well, really interesting. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. pandemic is sort of like, you know, when wildfire, when forests have wildfires mm. and that's actually like healthy for the, the forest because it allows the, the like pine cones from the smaller trees to like grow and replace the old ones, but some old yeah. ones survive and regrow anyway. So it's sort of like a cleansing and resetting of, okay, I shouldn't say that, but like, I like, mean, it's it, a cycle of life. It's a thing. It's yeah. A th yeah. It's yeah. Thing. Um, but yeah, I think I'm also very grateful to be included also in this podcast. You know, I think I always mm. like dreamed of like having a podcast, but I couldn't figure out what to talk about. Um, and actually like partly as inspiration from this podcast, one of my friends from my like other friend circle, which is like object shows. Um, mm -hmm. He's Australian and he was like, I want to start a podcast about object shows. And I was like, well, I actually have some podcasting experience. So like, oh, there you, know, you go. Maybe, Put on your resume, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys are helping build my resume. <laughs> and, you know, if I start a second podcast, I could be like, I'm not a newbie. I've already been around the block a few times. Mm. True. Very true. Actually, you know what? I agree with that sentiment. I am very grateful for the over-inspected podcast. This started out as like this fun little like idea that came to life. It's it's hard to say. Like I've definitely learned through the last few years that if you want to do something, you just have to tell yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously I'm not like the best at it, but I'm learning that like you just have to like do something and see what sticks so like i think in the beginning of over inspected like maybe we we're concerned about like having like the perfect episode or like the perfect editing or etc but at the end of the day we decided to not do that we just decided to like you know what yolo yolo, <laughs> YOLO. and through progression i think personally speaking and i i know that you guys feel this way too so you can speak for yourself but i know it's definitely we're all on the same page here but I, I mean, we have a discography that I'm incredibly proud of. Yeah. I, and I think like, you know, it's, it's just fun. I think at the end of the day, like I'm thankful for us to be able to literally just chat once a week. It's just, you don't really, yeah. you can't really, it's a priceless feeling almost in a way. Cause when you don't have it, it feels a little bit empty, you know, yeah, sometimes totally. you definitely need it. But I think, you know, Carrie, you mentioned it too. It's just sometimes you just kind of feel this like yearning to just like talk to people and stuff like that. And what's better than just like 
chat with friends every week, right? Yeah. Well, that's why I, I think the fact we have on seasons and off seasons is kind of good because you know this. Okay. <laughs> Actually, like I think this ties into like a lot of friendships. Like if you like literally see the same person every day your whole life, you know, it's like eating cantaloupe all the time. It's like. Like you need some like watermelon to shake it up, but like I think. Why did you choose cantaloupe of all? Very the... specific. Well, I don't know because I figure like a fruit salad, like the the main three are like watermelon, cantaloupe, and pineapple. That's what I feel like I, I'm always eating. <laughs> Interesting. Because it's okay. like red, orange, yellow. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I if being I laughed at that on my own podcast. I feel like my my <laughs> fruit salad would have like grape and honey melon also. Okay, that's I true. Would, Those I are would good. Just... I would not eat a fruit salad. Okay, well. So, Ooh. I don't... <laughs> but, like, d isn't it healthy and don't you want to be a healthier person? No comment. No I, comment. I, I want to be okay. a bad person. Like I guess Chai is not grateful for fruits. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, well, I, I, the thing I was going to say, but I, I realized it sounded a little too, like, poetic was like, oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder or something. So I think it's mm -hmm. like, when you when we, when Overinspected is on pause, it's like, oh, remember how fun it was when we like literally, uh, you know, filmed in person and said we got a studio. We should totally bring that back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and by the way, it's act like in the actual experience, it's really fun. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so like, this is so really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also. I think it's cool that like you guys have sort of learned and mastered like well maybe not mastered yet but uh, okay that sounds okay what i was gonna say is like how to get from uh, all the equipment from like point a to point b because sometimes like i feel like i'm just like doing nothing and then like you guys have have it all set up and i think that's so cool yeah i mean yeah no no it's true like we we spent a lot of time perf perfecting is the wrong word we spent a lot of time efficientizing our craft sure. yeah 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 is efficientizing a word no absolutely not no it should be um, <laughs> like making it more efficient yeah i don't know if it's a single word like it can you c compress that into one word streamlining oh there we oh, go yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. That, you're right, you're right. wow this is why they pay you the big bucks carrie <laughs> oh what just because I, I i know one word yeah imagine yeah yeah. Um, but yeah. I... Okay. Well, while while we're on the topic of why we're thankful for overinspected, I'll put my two cents in. So I'm mm -hmm. thankful for having other people to kind of like, kind of like motivate and kind of like push the hype around. You know. So sometimes, like whenever I want to do a project on my own, it's like, oh, I'm I'm super gung ho about it. I'm gonna have a lot of motivation for three days, and then next week it's just completely dead in the water. But I feel like having having you guys around makes it so that there's like a, almost a sense of responsibility. It's like, all right, like yeah, like you know, I'm hype about this. You guys are hype about this. And then if I lose a little bit of hype, then like I'm I'm reminded next week, like oh yeah, we were hype about this, right? And so it gets my hype meter back up. I've been saying hype a lot. Oh yeah, that's just kind of. Uh, I, I know, you know what you mean. Well, like big groups, like I I feel like big groups help. Well, this isn't a big group, but like having other people keeping the motivation going is like really helpful. Like one analogy I've been telling myself is like, if you wake up in the morning, sometimes like you don't want to get out of bed and you like sleep in just cause like it's a weekend or something. But like, if you're like traveling with like five friends and then like you hear your friends like saying like, let's go to the Golden Gate Bridge today. 
it's like way easier to just get out of bed and be like, yeah, I want to go to the Golden Gate Bridge too. Right, right. Um, and I don't know. I guess that's the analogy I was thinking of. Yeah, no, I agree. I fully agree. And I think it's also like uh, one thing I heard is that like if you want to get something done or if you want to like set a goal for yourself, one thing to do is that you should tell someone else that you're going to set a goal. Kind of, It's kind of like making a bet in some sense, right? It's like, yeah. I bet that I'm going to get this done. And your friend bets that you won't get it done. Uh, that way there's like a little bit of like stakes. And that way it's not like you're you're not just disappointing yourself, which, you know, some people are fine with, like someone like me. But you're also going to disappoint someone else, which is like not fine sometimes. So yeah, I think it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess like when you tell someone else, you've sort of uh, kind of made the goal concrete in a way like it's no longer a nebulous idea in your head but now it's something that can be like recorded and remembered so it's like now you can tell like okay i actually succeeded or i actually failed at something i wanted to do instead of just a general feeling of like maybe i should do this someday in the distant future yeah i think in a lot of ways cuber's life has become easier to do okay this easier is not the right word it's been easier to motivate the more that we've done it because Carrie, I'm sure you have a lot of experience in this, but just seeing the work, the output and having it there in perpetuity, like that's your library of work. And as we've been increasing our library of work with our live streams and our series, it just makes it easier to motivate ourselves to want to bring more to the table. It's, yeah, it's just like, very, it's just very easy to be proud of. It's know? like a snap snapchat streak but actually meaningful yeah yeah yeah, true. yeah i mean okay to be fair snapchat streaks are meaningful we're not no. trying to diss anybody oh, <laughs> no, okay. okay well it's because i've never you know i've never had a single snapchat streak because like i never use snapchat so maybe it's because just... you're a bad friend carrie just fess up oh, to no carrie that's oh. false i'm on your side i i deleted snapchat Hooray, we, we are the, the non-snappers. Yeah. That's because you guys are We're old, not. dude. I, I'm the only one of the young generation left. Manu's literally say, wearing a shirt that's Snapchat colored. I, oh. I will say, side. yeah, that's true. Sidebar, um, I did hear that content creators these days are making all their money on Snapchat. Like, oh, I heard yeah. it's big bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, this episode's coming out November, like, Thanksgiving, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So yeah. I was going to say, like, the top earner on Snapchat... Wait, should I say, like, may Wait. have gone to a, a Cuban competition by the time this is out. Oh, interesting. Like, like I, I'm oh, not trying to oh, say his oh, name. Oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, not really working. Yeah, theoretically speaking, theoretically, theoretically, well, I don't want, yeah. theoretically speaking. Well, actually, theoretically speaking. I probably shouldn't say anymore, because like, if it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm let's thinking. just change the topic, change the topic. But interesting, I didn't know that I didn't know that they were the highest earner on Snapchat. That's that's crazy. Yeah, basically I heard that like Snapchat is paying people, like content creators, like ten times more than other platforms just to try to like entice them to switch to Snapchat because like the platform in general is like dying. Mm -hmm. So if you're sort of like a content creator who maybe feels like their revenue is like stagnating, uh, Snapchat could be the next career move. True. You who know knows? what I'm yeah. um there is one thing that um, I want to be thankful for, and I think I, I really want to make this like specifically related to cubing. Um, I'm really thankful for what cubing has brought to my life, not only for like the, you know, um, like my personal growth and just like meeting all these people, but 
on a broader level i'm thankful for what cubing has brought me because it has incentivized me to be someone that's more interested in being a travel person mm. and i'm oh thankful that's for a good cubing. one i'm thankful for cubing for giving me like my most memorable experiences in life you know like mm-hmm. i'm not really someone that takes vacations i'm not really someone that travels but i'll do it for cubing um and yeah sometimes Korea, i feel right? like yeah and sometimes i feel like i miss out on like minor details but what does not fail is that during that travel period of where i am i always like appreciate that like man cubing brought me here like what would i be doing without it like would i just be working if it wasn't for this you know yeah, it's like, all it's it's yeah. all something that i feel grateful for and i get to meet people from all over the world because of that because it's a world cube association so like i can meet edward hollingsdale for edward, edward hollingdale from you know you know right now in the uk i could you know meet people from australia like carrie right um carrie jarman not carrie huang <laughs> but, yeah i was gonna say wait i'm uh, not australian stuff like that Good day, and, you, mate. Know, you know meet uh meet cubers from china you know meet meet people from the other united states as well get to know maddie right get yeah. to know yeah. other people eventually like get to meet soup timmy all the all these people at the end of the day it's just something where like i'm extremely grateful for that part of just allowing me to be a small part of other people's lives too i think oh, yeah. that's something that i really like about cubing just on the broader scale i'm just everywhere from my yeah. definition like yeah yeah it kind of like the butterfly effect you start to think like all your friends wouldn't have happened if it weren't for cubing well i was gonna say like i wonder what erno rubik thinks about all of this because like he's the one who started it all and i don't think he's super active like in the current like speed cubing side of things like i am you know super grateful to him for like yeah inventing this toy and also like pushing hard enough to like get it mass produced and Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm becoming such a mainstream puzzle but like i'm also like grateful to him for like being cool i mean i guess anyone would be cool with their puzzle you know creating and blossoming into like a huge community but like you know a lot of people in their 70s or 80s could be like oh get off my lawn i'm retired i don't want to like see these kids trampling over my work but i don't i think he's you know gone to a few competitions and been like very supportive um, like I would, I think it'd be really cool to meet him someday or like, has he ever get him? Did? I don't know. Actually, like this is, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I haven't thought so, about really. this. I'm sure he was like, at 1982 worlds though. Yeah. I mean, he would have been 40 at 1982 worlds. Oh no, he'd be 38. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I think it's crazy to think that the person who kind of birthed this whole community is still alive and like on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think that he made that puzzle unintentionally as a puzzle. He made it for like a group theory explanation, right? Uh, architecture. Oh, Arch- yeah. Just yeah, it was, it was architecture to help people like visualize in 3D space what was going on. Oh, you're which, right. Was, which I must say yeah. definitely is the case. Like. I think some people like are like, oh, like cubing is like kind of like a waste of time. I think you know it, it's a, it's a fun hobby, and one of the side effects of it is I think it does improve your spatial awareness. So, 
I think so. Good job, Mr. Good job, Mr. Very real skill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that like a lot of like elderly people will like download apps on their phone to keep their like mind sharp. It's like these, you know, like maybe do their daily crossword or like just anything to kind of like stimulate the brain. It's kind of cool that like just by cubing, you will always have that. Like even if you're not as fast when you're like 70, even if you do like just a handful of solves a day, I'm sure it'll mm -hmm. keep kind of the, the, I don't know, puzzle, spatial awareness side of your brain active. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. And not only just Erno Rubik too, but like I'm thankful for Rubik's as a company being heavily involved in the WCA these days. I think, yeah. you know, Rubik's isn't the only one, but I'm thankful for companies like Rubik coming into the, the field. And you know what? It's, it's great to see Cubers get paid. Like, I know it's like, there's like sensitive topics of like exactly what and like what the deals are, right? Obviously mm -hmm. there's not disclosure agreements, but I'm thankful that these guys who are at the top of the crop are respected and paid to some extent and compensated their worth, right? Yeah, and totally. Who, who knows what that exactly is, but this was unimaginable 10 years ago. And I'm thankful for, you know, the goodwill companies that are coming in. Uh, not all of them have been goodwill, but I'm thankful for the ones that are and that have been sticking around and providing a future for, you know, a fiscal future for Rubik's Cubes. That's something that I think Rubik's has played a big part of. Um, stemming from yeah. Erno Rubik himself, obviously. I mean, that, that is true, because if we didn't have these companies, you know, I don't know if a community could survive on just, like, 1980s Rubik's technology. Like, maybe we right, would have... Right, yeah. Maybe there still would be the advanced methods, like, uh, three style and, like, ZBLL, but, like, no one would have the energy to memorize them. Yeah. And people just run out of things to talk about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess to to change a little bit one another thing i'm thankful for is like the community but i guess what i mean to say is the community and like the hype results that the community seems to produce like yeah month after month after month because one thing like you know like sure like there may be a community sure like we all like this puzzle but if there aren't necessarily interesting things going on in the world of speed cubing then it like kind of like you know wanes off or whatever right but i mean we just came out of probably what was the most exciting competition in terms of in terms of results i guess just is a little bit weird but i mean worlds was a fantastic worlds to watch as a spectator the whole championship season was fantastic um records are still being broken all the time people are still getting like amazing results and stuff um true, I'm, pretty, true. I'm thankful for that um that like there is there is a community to follow if you yeah will. like Huge thank you to the people who like spend eight hours a day practicing. I know like they may feel in those hours that they are slogging through the trenches, but it gives us spectators a really good show. So hooray. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you get to be like world record holder, which is always good. Mm -hmm. I think, so we should probably close out uh, pretty soon, but there is like a couple things that I thought was very you know, just something that I feel like I didn't think about it much before, but it's very wholesome. Um, I think we all acknowledge that if we never cubed again in a competitive sense, we would never really forget it, right? We would never really forget how to solve a cube. It's just so ingrained in our brains. Yeah. Like something on a chemical level would have to change in our brains for us to forget it. Yeah. Right? And 
it's going to be everlasting memories and stories to share. Like I think of myself as a cool grandpa who can solve a Rubik's cube. Yeah, it's right? true. Um, or yeah. like, you know, I think of myself as probably going to be, I'm going to have my kid be a second gen cuber just by proxy. And Ooh, it's just one of these things out. where the transfer of knowledge from something that has been part of my daily life for at that point would have been tens of 20 years. So that's something that will be, I'm looking forward to down the road and I'm thankful for keeping to provide that. But finally, 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 if you've made it this far in the pod, we should all be thankful for the past, the present and future organizers and delegates and WCA staff. Yep. The, the WCA fundamentally does not exist without these unpaid volunteers, right? I want to That's give a true. specific thank you to all the past delegates, delegates that no longer are here anymore because they burnt out, right? Um, delegates who've taken a step back, um, organizers too, right? And, you know, the WCA would not be where it is today without like these contributors some ones off the top of my head are like you know kit clement and bob burton are like great mm-hmm. ones right yeah. um so many more like literally countless countless people who have come and gone and just being thankful for them and just existing in a crucial period of time <coughs> of course thank you to the current and the future ones right and i hope everyone kind of like comes together at some point um you know obviously that's what world championships is for right for everyone to come together but um, the WCA would not exist without all of these people. So this podcast wouldn't exist, right? Like true, completely irrelevant to the WC, like without the WCA. So we are thankful yeah. for that, uh, and thankful to all the people that has like made competitions and all these spaces happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think th- th- those are a good group of people to thank for like the kind of last remarks, you know. Um, cause like the fact that it is all volunteer work is like remarkable, um, given how large scale things have become. So yes. Thank you delegates. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I think this is it for our special Thanksgiving episode of the over inspected podcast. Um, yeah, there was a lot to talk about. This is a lot of like reflecting about like how cubing has been impactful for us and how we think how we think we should express our thankfulness to cubing to this little toy that we have right um but yeah there's that's pretty much it for today i hope everyone who's listening to this podcast has a great thanksgiving weekend enjoy all the time with your family and even if you don't celebrate the holiday you know spend every single day um thankful for what you have let the person next to you know like hey Thank you. And then that's it. Bid you adieu. <laughs> yeah, Yay. Sounds good. Thank oh, you for watching. Thing. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all the subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber, you can subscribe and then I'll be thankful for you too. Oh yeah, I'll be thankful for you if you subscribe, <laughs> if you comment, if you like, um, follow our Instagram. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be the greatest speed keeping podcast without a little bit of trolling, right? So Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And if you're what's not with subscribed, all this like what's with all this wholesome no, content? I'm not really down for this wholesome stuff. We should only do this like once a year. Yeah. Well, hmm. The, hmm. I know yeah. the I know the perfect well, time of year. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but Chai, you were the one who said it should be 365 days a year, and now you're moving it down to one. I think you okay. are flip-flopping. So it's come full circle, so it's time to end this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. I am a, okay. I am a Every thank has been given. <laughs> I'm not thinking people anymore for the rest of my life. Okay, that's okay, because we'll move on to the next holiday, Christmas or whatever. And no, no one says thank you on Christmas, so hooray. <laughs> <laughs> they all say you're welcome. <laughs> they, they all say yeah, you're welcome. Like they give you the gift. Like you're welcome. That that's so like conceited. It's like you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I'll be the judge of whether you deserve a thank you. Well, that's a, oh, that's yeah. a bad that's a bad oh. note to leave the Thanksgiving episode on. So just kidding. I revoke everything mean I said. If if something I said sounded mean, I revoke it. Oh wow, right. that, that's really powerful. <laughs> thank okay. you for revoking your thank yous. You're welcome. No. Okay. No. But thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, <Bye-bye>. everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, oh, overinspected viewers. Oh, man. Uh, good episode. Good episode.